Well, I would say, you know, the first decision you have to make is whether you want things to be better or worse. And it, it seems to me that better is a better aim. And if that's what you want, then you can orient yourself to becoming fully on board with that. That's your motif. And I would say that's love in the religious sense, is that love is the desire that all things flourish. And you might think that's evident. It's like it's not evident. This is hard because things are difficult. It's easy to become spiteful and bitter and resentment, resentful and to be self-denigrating and not to work for your own furtherance because you're ashamed of who you are, like deeply ashamed, maybe even ashamed to be human. The destructive species that we are, constantly raping the planet, you know, that, that self-loathing can go very, very deep. So this is, this is hard. And it, and so the, but that's the first thing. Do you want things to be better or worse for you and for the people around you? like well so that's your goal to make them better perhaps that's your goal when I was a clinician that's what I was always working on with my clients was like I'm on the side of you that's aimed at making things better no unconditional positive regard because there's going to be parts of you that are working at, at counter purposes to that and we're not on their side they're to be judged and dis dispensed with not in a not in a contemptuous or dismissive manner but with the knowledge that those elements of your personality are not serving the goal. And that doesn't mean, that, that might be bringing them on board. So if you're aggressive, that can serve the good. That can make you persistent and, 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 and committed and, and, immo and, and immovable, all those things. And then the next thing I would say is um, try not to, try watch for resentment arrogance and deceit they're your enemies and see if you can reduce the influence they have we got another one ladies and gentlemen very very powerful topic on the way up relationships are hard enough man what does it mean to have your ish together Lord have mercy. Life is hard. Relationships are hard. And as you've heard me say numerous times, mostly everybody you meet is a work in progress. So when will you ever really have your ish together? Enough to take your relationship to the next level. Don Amici, happy birthday, brother. He brought up somebody that is a very powerful example. Donald Trump got his socially accepted-ish together. What does that mean? He could fall forward, make mistakes, look crazy, say crazy things, but because he's wealthy, huh, he aight. This is the most trouble Donald Trump has ever been in in his life. Will he be prosecuted? We don't know. But for the most part, he's been reckless his whole life. But socially, being wealthy and having money and having resources, it has made him a catch in relationships. How many times has he been married? <laughs> How often does he date young women? Right? Just think about it. What does it mean to have your ish together? Your ish can be together 
with regards to what society says together is great education, job, career, bread, homes, homes, cars. It's a lot of rappers that so-called got their ish together on paper. But what does it really mean? Having money, having resources, having wealth, none of that guarantees success in relationships. Does have, listen, listen, I got to ask some questions. If you got your stuff together, did you just get the stuff on the outside together? Did you get the stuff on the inside together? And what's the difference in the process? Getting your external stuff together versus getting your internal stuff together. I asked a very heavy question. Can a living work in progress ever be ready for serious relationships? Oh, what makes a relationship serious? When we come forward, the voice of reason shall continue to stoke this fire. The number is 1-800-920-1580, but I want to hear from you. When we come forward, let's discuss. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. Yes! The Voice of Reason welcomes you all. You already know my playlist is my co-host. My co-host is my playlist. Soul to soul. Man. Keep on moving. How much time does a purposeless significant other have? How much time do you give a significant other, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, uh, someone you're cohabitating with, a husband, a wife? How much time do you give them to get their proverbial-ish together? If you got your ish together, how did you do it? What were the steps? Is your significant other on a silent timer? Or do you declare you've got two months? Right? You remember how our uncles and aunties that you used to live with. Listen, you got 60 days to figure out what you're going to do. Then you got to move on. (laughs) They used to be uncles and aunties back in the day. You got 30 days to figure out your next step. Then you got to move on. My question is, in intimate relationships, how long do you give a partner that is perpetually distracted, that is lost uh, in the sense of knowing the direction they would like to go in? How long do you... Stick it out and hang in there, right? How long should you wait for the person you're dating to get their life, finances, et cetera, et cetera, together before leaving? Are you with their accomplishments or are you with them? Is it a combination of the two? And if it's a combination of the two, is it a 50-50 combination? Is it, I like you 10%, but... The potential of what you could do and what you could be, I'm more interested in at a 90% clip. What is the balance? How long do they have 
to take the relationship to the next level. What's the difference between having your social-ish together and your spiritual, psychological, and mental, and emotional-ish together? Even when your proverbial-ish is together, doesn't does it automatically mean that you're ready for a more committed relationship? I don't think so. Not all the time. I don't think so. True or false? Sometimes you have to be lost. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh-oh. I don't know if people want to hear this. Sometimes you have to be lost to find where you're meant to be. True or false? That's a heavy question. one 800 9 I want to hear people answer that question. True or false? Sometimes you have to be lost in order to find where you're meant to be. It's a, that Man, that is a haymaker, right? And again, I've always said relationships are a process. They are. Why? Because two works in process are coming together to try to create an overall process. But again, if your internal process is disorganized, and your external process is disorganized. Uh, the potentiality of the relationship failing is higher. Because that's what relationship entropy actually means. It means disorder. Right? Now, a lot of people think that there's order in their relationship because they have expectations and standards. I question the authorship the origin of the expectations and standards. I question the origin. If the origin is from fear, fear of loss, fear of being played, ego, uh, uh, you understand, trauma, unhealed stuff, if any of that is contributing to the authorship of the standards, then that's going into the relationship with your, with your ish not together. See, a lot of stuff got to get worked out, right, before you get in the relationship. Because the relationship's spiritual purpose is to reveal all of it. So if you haven't at least done a precursor, like let me, let me discover some things about myself and what I need to deal with before the relationship forces me to deal with it. So how long does your partner have? Six months? Because you're going to make me question if you, were, if you even like that person. If you were even down with that person. And I'm not saying the time should be indefinite. I'm just saying how long to you before you quit, before you tap out. Have you ever tapped out on a person who was purposeless. And sometimes people know their purpose, but don't know how to execute their purpose. I've been there. Right? Some, sometimes people know I'm destined for greatness, but don't know how to get there. How many of you have a priorities journal where you 
in this journal, you journal and, and sketch out in some type of details what your priorities are. It's a very interesting question. What are my priorities? Should I wait until I have my life together before I get into dating or a relationship? Should I wait? Should I? Well, I've already said relationship is the university of you. But I still think you should have some type of solid relationship with self. Many people don't have a solid relationship with themselves. Many people struggle to relate to themselves. And they think being in a relationship is the perfect justification for not relating to themselves, for not dealing with what's internal. The internal is going to manifest, I promise you. At every turn. It's going to manifest at every turn. How long before things should get serious in a relationship? I saw some research on the internet that said two months. 60 days? You got people who've been living with themselves their whole life. And they don't have a serious relationship with themselves. They don't have a committed relationship with themselves. What they have are coping mechanisms that they're going to project on their partner in the form of inflexible expectations. And they're going to expect you to conform, to capitulate, to mold yourself to these quote unquote protective measures. True or false, your priorities will look different for each season of your life. I keep telling you, man, most people got a better relationship with their music playlist and their expectations than they do with the people they interact with. Do you know how many people will break up and leave because their quote unquote needs aren't getting met? Their expectations, the outcomes that they jumped into it for didn't manifest they will leave they will break up and they will act as if they never knew you were they dating you or were they dating a potential outcome 1-800-920-1580 i want to talk to folks should you take your time to get in to uh, take your time to get your life in order before you begin any type of i mean dating something simple as dating should you just wait before you do that? I, I, I want to give you my thoughts, but I, I'm just asking the questions first. Jim from Los Angeles, I need you to jump in here, man, and give me some answers. Zoe, my man, how you doing? What's up, good brother? Look, everybody needs to understand dating is one thing. Dating could be just entertainment. Uh, dating can be looking for a mate. But I think whenever you're mate hunting, you have a season for that. And you need to be in a certain place. You can't be raggedy and have all types of drama going on in your life and think you're going to adequately attract 
somebody decent for yourself. Mm. Uh, and, and because, you know, some people date for entertainment, some people have a uh, relationship, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend for entertainment. Mm. So there's all kinds of scenarios out there, but I'm let's, let's speak to someone who's seriously, uh, looking or feel they're available for a serious relationship. Uh, you have to be in your season. You have to be in a certain place to where you can actually be yourself and not be coming from a position of desperation or you need something from this person that isn't fair. It doesn't make sense. So stay on the sideline until you're ready. And you know, if you're ready, you know, if you're ready to get with someone seriously and respectfully, Jim, say something. I want you to go deeper into the concept of in your season. What does that mean? Uh, Pretty much just what I said. You can't have a lot of, uh, you can't be in a bad place. And then also try to form a a respectful relationship with someone. And when I say respectful, that means get to know each other as a person and someone who can be a companion to you, not someone who can pay your rent or a car note or, you know, a lot of that's adolescent uh, pursuits. If you're an adult, I can, and even if you do need some help, let's say you're a a single person, single uh, mother or a single grandmother, Mm -hmm. and uh, you could use some help with mortgages and whatnot. There's still a a way to uh, approach that and present yourself to someone, but you have to have something to offer. Say more. You have to have something to offer. Mm. And that can be just your companionship. That can be yourself, but it has to be authentic. And it has to be something that you know the other person could use in their life. Mm. You could do them some good just by being that companion. Not everything has to be, you know, uh, uh, bartered with dollars and cents. Yes. You know, there's a lot of people who are financially well off who would love some companionship, but how do you navigate it? And how do you come in, into each other's lives? Man, these are good questions, bro. I love it. I love it, man. I love it, Jim. I appreciate so you. You're for number calling. one. You're number one in my book, babe. Thank you, yeah, man. You are. Thank you, brother. Appreciate <laughs> right, it. Now. Man. Sometimes. You have to understand, man, a work in progress means just that, if you're actually working, right? If you're working, that means you're growing, you're changing daily, right? If if you're actually working. Now, a lot of people say they working, but really are still the same, right? So, yeah, I'm working, I'm doing what I need to do and blah, 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 but really they're the same. They're really, uh, this is what I loved about Krishnamurti. He called people clever. He said they're not intelligent. They're actually clever. A clever person is a maneuverer. They're maneuvering and moving things around to try to ultimately get what they want. Even if it means fronting like they're interested 
uh, fronting like they are supportive, fronting like they got your back. But really, they might be in it for a particular outcome. And for me, when people are fronting, what you're going to see is what I call tolerance mode. When somebody is in tolerance mode, that means that silent timer is on because they can only tolerate you for so long. There's a toler- there's a point that like I can't take no more. Tolerance to me is the reverse or inverse of acceptance. So again, how long does your partner have to figure it out? Right? To figure it out. To be a, a, a contributing citizen in this environment we called relationship. How long do they have to do it? How long would you carry the weight if you had a partner that was still struggling to figure out their real voice in this world? How long would you carry the weight? Even deeper. For people who don't know how to do that, sometimes there's a sense of confusion. Sometimes there's a sense of being lost. How do you maximize the present? When we come forward, Zoe Williams is going back to the phone lines and we ask him more questions. What does it really mean to have your ish together? He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. As a work in progress, you're always going to be changing. Even when you're resistant to change, you're always going to be changing. And what I find, somebody is always going to be unsatisfied with your progress. Listen, it doesn't matter what other people think about your progress. Don't you know you can declare something? You can want something. And then get it. And the process continues to a degree to where you may not want it anymore. And that's okay. Relationships are going to reveal something, man. They're going to reveal that getting what you want, the outcomes, are not necessarily fulfilling. You may ask for something and get it and still be unfulfilled. I need you to understand just because you want it doesn't mean it's going to fill whatever hole that might exist. Having your ish together is an inside and outside job. In this transactional society, we focus too much on the outside portion of it. There is an inside job that needs to be done. And everything in your life externally could be lined up perfectly. Job, education, woman, house, career, everything could be lined up and you could be internally, internally impoverished. 
Let's get to the phone lines, man. Heavy, heavy, man, heavy. Sean from Oakland, California. Get in there, man. Let's talk. Wow, Zoe. Like always, Zoda, giving out the uh, knowledge. I'll tell you what. Um, you just hit it uh, out the ballpark out there in, uh, you know, the... Uh, McCovey uh, Cole. Chav- <laughs> Chavez- no, you're Chavez Ravine. Chavez right? so, Ravine, nice. yes. <laughs> the Dodgers. That's right. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you know, uh, wow. I mean, that's very powerful because here's the thing. My my wife and I happened, happened to build it together, but we weren't really thinking of it that way. You know what I mean? Maybe kids nowadays, because I have to think about, wow, my daughter and who's, you know, I got teenagers and they think about things that maybe I didn't think about back in the day. But I'll tell you one thing, you know, they might be not building and My wife and I were, weren't thinking about building a foundation of uh, financial and all that stuff. But that's what we were doing together. And, and I don't know how that happened. And, and, and once again, it, it could have just been one of those things where we just both, uh, you know, looked at each other and said, hey, this is, this is what we're doing. And we just went about our way. But I'll tell you what about confidence. And this is what we talked about the other day. You know, confidence. Look, I call my wife the better half because she is. It doesn't demean anything about me. I tell you what, the magnitude of me is, is freaking awesome. And, and I'll say that a million times. And everyone who's out there trying to do the best you damn can every single day, you need to tell yourself that. It's not just an affirmation for yourself and all this stuff. You know, believe in yourself. Get out there and, and do whatever you're doing. You're going to make mistakes. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to do all that. But doggone it. I mean, you get out there and you just keep driving hard and be grit, have grit, and have that thick skin when people talk trash. Gosh, this is the one thing about a million things that I love about baseball, even though I never made it, like I always say a million times. I have thick skin. I don't care about what some trifling fool says about me that's negative. You know what I mean? You can say negative crap about me all day and twice on Sunday, and I'm still going to be driving forward. So I just want to put that out there. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, I don't know about waiting to build that uh, foundation or whatever because the kids today, they can do it their own way, and that's the way I want to develop them. I give them my wisdom, and you give them your wisdom, which is awesome, and I learned from older people when I was a young cat, and, and I used a lot of that. And then some of my own stuff I used to get through my thing, to be resilient. Right. So I think that's how we hopefully can look at this, because there's no perfect way to do it. But I'll tell you what, be confident in yourself. But you know what confidence is? Preparation. Don't just sit back and think everything's going to come your way. and Don't just talk a good game. Get your ass out there and do the right thing. Ooh, come on, man. Sean McCovey Cove, we appreciate you, brother. Town business. Thank you for the call. Always enjoy the insight. Thanks, brother. I love you. Have a great weekend. Yes, sir. You do the same, man. Hey, Ronan from Indianapolis. Let's talk. Come on. Get in here, man. Salute OG. What's going on, man? Man, I'm in here trying to cook with grease. <laughs> Olive oil today, okay? I like it. Yeah, let's go, man. Let's go. 
Uh, the moment I got my fecal faculties together was when um, I nearly lost my mind and my life not appreciating what I'm built for. First off, I'm not going to just let you slide your <laughs> your fecal faculties together. BS, <laughs> right? Your, your bovine yes. feces. Once you got your fecal yes. faculties together. I, I see you, Ronan. Let's go. <laughs> okay. At the time, I was trying to save myself by saving everybody else, and I paid every cost every time. So... In those moments where recovering from a head injury and basically losing almost everything, mm. I had to literally start back from the ground up and rebuild not just myself, but everything around me. So everything I've earned, everything I worked for, I learned to appreciate it and learn how to defend it, especially uh, my reputation, putting weight on my name and redeeming the time I've been squandering trying to be around people who had little to no purpose or were looking for a utility for hire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that was one of the hardest lessons that, that I needed to learn, but it's to the point where over time, quite a few people start falling on orbit wow. and they needed to. Wow. Come on, Ronan. Yeah. That's how you bring Indianapolis into the building, man. I appreciate you as always, man. Thank you for always rolling with your brother, regardless of what platform I'm on. I appreciate you, brother. Wow. Wow, Ronan, man. Tonight's topic is, is, is I haven't even begun. There's so much for me to talk about. When we come forward. Zoe is going to talk to Banks from Bellflower. I'm going to go to Dallas, Texas and talk to the homie Truemonger. The phone lines are open for you to contribute. Please share in this most riveting discussion. Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Back in the day, when I was young, man, I'm not a kid anymore. Don't you know you could grow up in a matter of days, in a matter of weeks? We're going to get into something very, very heavy, man. Because sometimes the pressure of getting your ish together. And I'm not saying one shouldn't strive and aspire to do great things in life. Absolutely. One should put a great deal of emphasis on cultivating and developing and mining their purpose. I think it's part and parcel of being a human. It must be done. But I'm here to tell you, external forces will contaminate it. If you're listening to external forces, i.e. negative voices, i.e. constant criticism, i.e. Uh, uh, judgment, and, and then compounded with internal judgment. Oh, man, that becomes a distraction. That becomes a delay. That becomes an impediment for your upward glow up. I'm, I, I'm here to try to inspire something different out of you tonight. Usually somebody else is telling you, you ain't got your ish together. Oh, here we come. Banks from Bellflower. Jump in here. Let's talk. Brother Zoe, brother Zoe, man. Great topic tonight, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate I it. 
I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for all your wisdom and knowledge and book requests. And, uh, man, it just, I uh, thank you, man. I really appreciate you. Nah, man. Thank you for tuning yeah. in. Thank you for calling in. You thank know. you. Yeah. And so about the topic, man, uh, it's just like the last caller was, was saying, you have to have tough skin, man. You know, I've been with my wife now for almost 15 years. And and we just we just go with it, man. We stick with it. We go through the flow, you know. I'm from the old school, you know. And so, you know, we just you know we just naturally survivors, man. We as black people, we are we naturally survivors. We survivors. Mm -hmm. So you know, whatever comes, you know, we just stick it out, and you do what you got to do. And when you're from the old school. You know, you you just you you make do what you got to do, and you have to make sugar and water for syrup. You, I mean, you do what you got to do. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> sugar and water for syrup. I had that for breakfast many times, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, yeah, I appreciate yeah. you, man. I I really do appreciate you, Banks. Let me tell you this, man. Anytime I'm on the air, man, I see your name. You getting on the line? You hear me? <laughs> Sounds good, man. God bless you, man. No, God keep bless it, you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. True monger. Oh, wait. True monger. I got to give you space. When we come forward, me and my good friend, True monger, going to have one of them conversations on the voice of reason. Reason. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. The Voice of Reason. Just hold on to them dreams. You ain't on nobody's schedule but your own. And if your partner can only encourage you with negativity and criticism and judgment, huh? And comparison, that's not a partner. Oh, just, just let it float a little, huh? You gotta keep your head pointed inward. You have to be resilient. You have to develop this resolve internally but you can't do it if you're scared you can't do it if you shame yourself you can't do it if you judge yourself negatively negative self-talk has to be expelled listen men and women are you with your partner for who they are or what they do for you I'm going to tell you right now, if you love yourself, if you feed yourself spiritually, a lot of the demands you have for your partner become irrelevant. It becomes unnecessary for you to demand anything of them that you can give yourself self-approval, self-acceptance, self-acknowledgement, self-esteem, self-worth. Embrace yourself without judgment, without condemnation, without blame, without guilt, without shame. Embrace the whole you, the complete you, the fractured you, the broken you, the sick you. Embrace every aspect of you and you won't need nobody else to. 
Do you understand? Two types of getting your ish together. There's a societal version. School, education, career, family. Yes, that's that part. But that part is subject to the quality of the internal ish getting put together. When that internal ish is put together, guess what? You start to maximize the present. You start to minimize the past. The future doesn't matter because you're living in your best now. I know you're not ready to hear this gospel tonight. You're living in the best now. The reason you look to the future is because the now is insufficient. Woo! You better break up with outcomes. And you better live right now. And be in your fullness now. This is how you maximize right now. This is how the present becomes a gift. When I come forward, the voice of reason going back to the phone call. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Are the best you. What does that mean? You're the only you, so you can only be the best you. And when you don't reach the highest level of what it means to be you, all that means is you've given up on yourself a little bit. You've been distracted. Some of the major distractions in our lives, television, social media, TV, uh, 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 music, dating, relationships. Listen to me. Sometimes you need to reconnect with self and get comfortable in the unknown. See, sometimes in this society, because it's a result-driven society, right? It's an outcome-driven society. In this society, sometimes when you don't get the outcome, you think it's a loss. Sometimes when you don't get the desired result, you think it's a failure. Listen, don't you know sometimes there's something in between yes and no, and that's indeterminate. That's maybe. And sometimes maybe is a protection. When was the last time you got something that you probably shouldn't have got at that particular time in your life? And you tricked it off. You mismanaged it. A perfect example is money. Getting money when you ain't ready to have money and you lose it and you blow it. Credit card. Listen, sometimes no and indeterminate and or maybe is a sign of protection. You don't need this right now. You're not ready for the responsibility of this right now. We got to get comfortable in the unknown that maybe represents. But if you with somebody who is dating you for a particular outcome, the unknown seems to be a direction that is opposite of what they're with you for. 
Woo! What does it really mean to have your ish together? True monger, jump in here, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go. Oh, oh man. Uh, <laughs> what does it mean to have your internal excrement together? Yes, your internal excrement together. What does it mean? <laughs> well, it takes honesty with yourself. Uh, how you see yourself and where your progress is compared to what outside sources may be saying about you, whether it's a productive criticism or whatever it is they're trying to, and they, they may be trying to mold you into mm-hmm. to fit their, to fit their needs or to fit their image of what you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I don't think it was one particular moment. I think it was a serious series of moments that happened throughout my life so far. And it just kept building up opening my eyes up to certain things as you gain more experiences in life. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the relationships you develop, friendships, girlfriends, whatever kind of relationships you work have, um, you learn something from all of them. Right. And if you don't look within yourself throughout all those situations, you're always going to rely on the external stuff thinking that's going to solve the problem when it really don't it really doesn't right so it let me, always starts from the inside so let me ask you this you know i gotta ask you follow-up questions true monger dallas texas let me ask you now uh <clears throat> how much time does your purposeless mate have oh man uh, <laughs> there ain't no easy question is it <laughs> no it's not it's not supposed to be um it all depends on if they're actually putting in the effort. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but, but what about the quality? What about the quality of person they are? Does that factor in too? Go ahead. Yeah, it should. Mm. Is that what is the per, is the person in the, is the people in the relationship are actually looking at each other that way? It should factor in, mm. but not everybody looks at each other that way. Some people are looking for outcomes or to get something out of it other than growing internally and becoming a better version of themselves as they continue through life. Mm. Um, some people want the trinkets. They want to live up to a certain image. But I'm like, what good is that image if you're constantly fighting yourself inside, beating yourself up inside, but when you go outside, try to pretend like everything's all good. It doesn't work because eventually, whereas you're dealing with on the inside, is going to come out. So it's best to get in front of it and try and face it. Mm. 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 So I've had situations where, like, if I'm with somebody, I'm usually all in until they really give me a reason not to be, like, they put me in harm's way mm-hmm. or whatever. But if this is some stuff that could be discussed and worked on, I'm not so quick to bail. I'd rather try to work through it, try to get close to fixing it or seeing what we need to progress at or what we need to work on mm-hmm. than to take off just because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I've had people leave, them, leave me high and dry just because they were a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come back years later talking about, I wish I didn't do that or whatever. I'm like, well, 
showed me who you were at that point in time. Mm. God did me a favor. Mm. Speak on it. Brother Truemonger from Dallas, Texas. Always a pleasure to talk to you, brother. Always enjoy yes, your perspective and insight. You inspire me. You teach me, brother. And I appreciate you, man. Call in anytime. You already know you got a seat at the table. When I come forward, I'm going to Raleigh, North Carolina, to talk to Q. This conversation still has much to discuss. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1580. Now to understand the struggle. To understand pain and And the pain of my people. Your people. About juggling jobs and struggling hard and chasing dreams. What you know about having no car, rent being due, and no blame. What you know about sacrificing all your wants for all your needs. What you know about loving your child just to find out that ain't yours. The voice of reason is on fire tonight. The phone lines are cracking. The conversation is good. And Rashawn Patterson in the background. Raheem Devine. They basically the same. (laughs) I picked the songs. Raheem Devine, man. Forgive me. But that was such a vibe. I wanted to talk over it. Let's get these phone calls in here cracking, man. Q from Raleigh, North Carolina. Talk to me, man. Yo, what's going on, uh, Zoe, man? Peace, everybody. Um, just want to jump in here. I- I'm going to piggyback off of uh, the previous call the brother was talking about. It's your season. And not to sound cliche, but for me it took, as far as you know, having your ish together, it took me to go through um, a, a loss. I lost my brother in 2019 um, and my aunt uh, the previous, a couple of months prior to that. And uh, I tried to deal with the pain and, and call myself really just lost, but trying to form to keep my way out of that pain. And then it just got to a point where I just had to deal with the grief and getting over that. But during that time period, I was able to just sit still and focus on myself and not be distracted by other things and just really focus on spirituality and just finding out who I was and get my things, you know, get my orders and and my fears together. But in dealing with women, you know, whether they be high value women who make way more than me, it would, they would look at me as if it was like pride when we got to an argument or whatever. And we just decided to go our separate ways and they would think that, Hey, I'm going to stay for the money. And that's not them looking at me and just seeing a completely different me. And seeing like, wow, this brother is not easily shaken. I'm not going to move him off of his pivot because he's really focused on on his intrinsic value. Uh And I think ideally that's what it's all about, you know, when you in your own self-discovery about, you know, what's really important. And it's not 
you know, the finance, I mean, all the finances and, and the status quo still remains, but it's, it's in, it's in, it's in within you. I like um, that. I like, I like the, intrin- that. the intrinsic value. Ooh, so many people in relationship miss the intrinsic value. That's like a diamond inside a piece of coal. They'd be like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> they can't see intrinsic value, right? And, and and really, it's end result. It's bottom line. What is it? What is it going to be? That's a great point, Q. Uh, my engineer, Andy, was interested to know what your definition for a high-value woman was. So for a high-value woman, um, it, it's a it's a it's a very it's a balance, right? So you wanted to have, of course, some traditional morals and and um, values as far as her knowing her role, but understanding that it's give and take, and so we're both going to share, you know, that seat behind the driver's wheel. As far as you know, I don't have a problem if I made if I got seventy thousand or eighty thousand dollars, and you bringing home a hundred thousand. We put that on the table. And we divvy it up amongst each other, but still understanding that our unity and us moving together as one, you know, we I'm not always going to be the star player, but I also know how to pass the ball and, and assist and just complimenting one another. But a woman who understands that and isn't, you know, you, sometimes a woman can be so um, independent that there, you don't have any room or space in your life for a man because you've been fighting trying to be the man, or at least in this world, I understand just like myself that you have to deal with a lot, especially as a woman. But me understanding that and you understanding me, just that understanding and that level of understanding and knowing that true strength sometimes is softness and true understanding, like you said before, is self-reflection and knowing that, hey, I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, but let's work this together. And a a woman who knows that, and even without her when she exhibits it and doesn't necessarily and leads with her action, to me that is is one of the the, the uh, characteristics of a high value woman. Wow, you went with the Dow. I, I I hear you. You went Taoist on me, man. I, I like it, brother. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you for hanging in there. I got to get to these other appreciate calls. Appreciate you, brother. We got to rock real quick. Who was on the longest? Heru Ali, Battle Creek, Michigan. Jump in here, brother. Peace and love to the family and nations. Honor Zoe. Listen, I want to give a shout out to to uh, all of the family in the chat, the mods, and everybody who heeded the call. They hearkened. In the Bible, the word hearken is to listen with the intention to obey. And y'all went over and above. I want to show y'all love. I appreciate it. Hark. I really do. Who goes there? <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Hearken. You know, listen with the intent to obey. Mm. When did I? When do I think that I got my ish together? Was when I was going through my divorce and losing two houses and three cars and all of that stuff within the eighteen month period. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I had four babies that I had to continue to make sure that their lifestyle was less affected. I had to sleep in in the basement of mom's crib for six months. I had to to, uh, fight the IRS because you jumped me on the taxes and and I could have uh, petitioned to have you pay all that back, but what would that do? 
that would take away from my babies. Mm. I know I always talk about, well, a lot of times I talk about, you know, uh, my experience in my divorce, and it is what it is. I, I, I hold no ill will toward my ex, you know, my high school sweetheart. But that is what really made me. I thought that the previous 17 years, we had it all together. Two houses, her account, my account, you know what I'm saying? The house account. We was doing it big. Well, woo, what you can do with a strong woman, you can build an empire in 20 years. But in 20 minutes, that same strong woman can destroy everything in 20 minutes. Wow. Wow. Brother, it sounds like that situation grew you up internally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and honestly, I'm not even mad at them no more. I know I talk about it a lot, but I'm not mad at them. I'm really not. And, and some folks who I've, you know, my circle is very small. They say, oh, man, you, you, you playing the victim. No, I'm not a. I'm not a victim. <laughs> almost you, cursed. You almost did it. <laughs> what? No. no. <laughs> Come on, I'm man. Not a I'm, I'm victorious <laughs> because I'm better for it. I had to go through all of that pain. Listen, all of your pain, the ancestors designed that to make you to be victorious. Right. So right. go through it. Go through it, experience, overcome. Peace and love to the family and nation. Man, we appreciate I love you. y'all. Battle Creek, Michigan in the building. Let's jump over to Denver, Colorado. Cal- Cali Soul is in the building. Cali. Positive vibrations, family. Yes, 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 yes. So um, I came across you a few years ago, and when I first started listening to you, you were going real hard with Antonio. And... Um, you know, y'all were talking about black women realistically looking at black men and not being so judgmental and being willing to, you know, date men that are outside of what we think is our social class or, you know, social confines or whatever. So I did open up my heart and my mind and began to, you know, date someone that wasn't necessarily what I would look at as in my social class. And that's the person that I'm with right now. And it's very interesting because I've, I've done a lot of spiritual work and especially in regards to what you call generational assignments. And I'm grateful that you gave us the term gen- generational assignments because looking at things as generational curses is not very, um, not a very powerful, um, right. Juxtaposition. Right. Right. When it comes to, you know, healing. So I've been working through these things and everything, and he really is really good. My current partner is really good at calling me to the rug on things that I do. And he's, you know, recently told me, he's like, man, you're the most zen person I know, but you're so judgmental. Mm. And I was like, oh, shoot. Because, you know, I thought that because I grew, grew a little bit, you know, through listening to brothers like you and Antonio and other brothers out there like, oh, you know what? I can't date a blue collar man and such and such. But then I realized like I'm still what we call in West African tradition, shining my eye mm. or in American tradition, looking down my nose. And it's like, mm. I still got work to do. I'm still a work in progress. And I'm grateful that 
I have people around me that are not my yes people, even in my tribal friendship circles and stuff. Like we take pride in calling each other to the rug. Like, yo, you gotta, you gotta work on this still. This is still a, a thing with you, you know? So right. I'm still a work in progress. And my term that I came up with for being Zen and judgmental is Zenjumental. Zenjumental. So <laughs> <laughs> the I peaceful judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It still don't make it right. That's a big ego thing. Like, I'm listen, still like, listen, sweetheart. <sighs> I, I love you, but you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate yeah. it, Callie Soul. Thank you so much for sharing. Zenjumental. We love it. So again, Zoe ain't perfect. My my big issue is I'll listen, but your tone and delivery has to be right. Right? I'll consider what is said, but it has to be said in a way that is palatable to me. Um and I'm I'm big enough to say my internal ish is not totally together. It's a lifelong process. And when I look back at how far I've come, you know, I, 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 I can't extrapolate any moral victories. Because I look ahead and I go, wow, I've got a long way to go. So my internal ish isn't together right and what's interesting is in relationships i find that people whose internal ish that isn't together it, it just appears to me and i could be wrong this is why i'm using the word appears it appears to me that they have a longer leash than the person who doesn't have their financial and social ish together am i wrong 1-800-920-1580 this is my thought sometimes i just feel like the inner ish gets a longer rope is that wrong am i off right let me tell you how to get to this inner ish how to deal with the inner ish what is my intention for today what do i intend to do honestly earnestly what do i intend to manifest right what do i need to do for my body today right start developing and cultivating a mindfulness practice do i need to take a walk how do i start my day with purpose Right? How do I begin to cultivate my purpose from the moment I open my eyes? How often do I check in with myself during the day? When I come forward, the voice of reason is going to talk about this internal ish some more. What you know about grandma's words when she said one day, boy, you gon' shine on oh,
Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. More of the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Talk 1580. I want you guys to understand. Don't celebrate a distraction. Celebrate an event, right? A moment in which you've overcome something that has been holding you back internally. That's worthy of celebration. Oftentimes we want to go to the party so we can run away from the work that is needed, from the work that is necessary, right? Let me tell you something about mindfulness. It is estimated that 95% of our behavior runs on autopilot, something I call fast brain. Now, this is according to mindful.org. I want you guys to check this uh, page out. Mindful.org. It is estimated that 95% of our behavior runs on autopilot, something I call fast brain. That's because neural networks underlie all of our habits, reducing our millions of sensory inputs uh, uh, per second into manageable shortcuts so we can function in this crazy world. These default brain signals are like signaling superhighways, so efficient that they often cause us to relapse into old behaviors before we remember what we meant to do instead. So, again, sometimes we feel stuck. Sometimes we feel like, man, I'm never going to get out of this situation. I, I'm confused. I'm lost. A moment of mindfulness to observe yourself without judgment, without condemnation, could provide a reprieve, a breaking up of this type of autopilot. Mindfulness is the exact opposite of this process. It slows the brain, right? It's executive control rather than autopilot and enables intentional actions, willpower, and decisions. Listen, you want to do something with your life. It's okay to take inventory, but you must take inventory without judgment. And as I mentioned earlier today, I'm about to say something to y'all that might be controversy, might be revolutionary. Men stand on their words and on their behavior. And I'm here to tell you you're more than that. Okay? I'm here to tell you that's not even the tip of the iceberg of what 
real manhood could manifest in this world. What real manhood could provide. I'm about to say something that might be controversial. You heard me mention the famous linguist, right? Alfred Korzybski. Alfred Korzybski said powerful things, right? He says, the definition creates the condition. We define things with words. He said, the map is not the territory. Words create the maps. Letters, symbols create the maps. So many men would rather hide behind a map than actually be the territory. The map is not the territory. The GPS doesn't tell you the condition of this slick is oil in the road. There was a crash. It, 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 does, it gives some information, but it doesn't give all the information. So many men stand behind euphemisms and platitudes and protector provider, yet underneath all of that, controller, manipulator, user. See, men have to learn to be the territory and stop trying to be the words in the book. Stop trying to be the map. The map is superfluous. The map does not have or contain the power of the territory. And now women are seduced by the map. See, when you're the territory, understand. She's not going to be like, oh, you didn't deliver. She's going to be able to see what you are. A lot of women do see what you are, brothers, regardless of what you say. But she's going to be able to see it. It won't be no way to escape. Won't be no way to justify. Won't be no way to, I didn't see. Yes, you did. You knew what you were dealing with. You knew who he was. Listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. Alfred Korzybski in his book, Science and Sanity, an introduction to non-Aristotelian systems and general semantics. Aristotelian, Aristotle. Aristotle had black and white knowledge. It's either logic. It's either this or that. He said the objective level is not words and cannot be reached by words alone. We must point our finger and be silent or we will never reach this level. The objective level of reality is not the word. This is why everybody is focused on doing something. Let me do for you. Let me show you. And women are doing intoxicated. They get intoxicated by the incessant doing until the high goes away or they find that the high is connected to a lie. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) They'll find somebody else to do it then. I hope you guys are hearing what I'm saying. The average man sounds like a comic book. (laughs) Why do you say that? So it's filled with cliches. Yeah, I'm here to protect. I'm here to I'm here to show up. I'm here to uh, provide just the basic script. You're not the script, brother. I love the way Alfred Korzybski worded it. He said the map is not the territory. Brothers, 
You are the territory. Your impact is greater than what you say and do. And I'm here to tell you, when you tap into this objective reality, there's really nothing you can't accomplish in this life. There's really nothing you can't feed your own soul, which takes the burden off of your woman mimicking how your mother loved on you. She can love on you in an authentic way, her way, not the way that hey, you ain't nobody love me like mama love me. Ain't no, ain't nobody loved on me like mama. <laughs> you, you see men running around trying to find that woman to love on him the way mama loved on him. No, no, no. You are the territory, brothers. And 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 please understand this philosophy goes both ways. It's it's bi-directional. Women, you're the territory too. You're not what you tell yourself. You're not the negative self-talk, right? You're not the negative talk you heard when you were growing up from men, from intimate relationships, from family members. You're not that talk. We're not going to get distracted by that which keeps us stuck. We're not. We're going to break up with all of that. We're going to start cultivating mindfulness. We're going to create new patterns. We're going to refresh our triggers daily. So back to mindful.org. Say you decide to use sticky notes to remind yourself of a new intention. That might work for about a week, but then your fast brain and old habits take over again. Try writing new notes to yourself. Add variety or make them funny so they stick with you longer in terms of the memory aspect. But again, I've said this before. When you walk into a relationship, your job is not to get a person to fit what you haven't worked on. Your job is to see how you show up. If that relationship fails, there should be no way you turn around and blame somebody else if you were always focused on how you showed up. Was I disrespectful? Was I contradictory? Was I hypocritical? Was I combative? Was I angry? Did I lose my cool? Was I accountable? Did I take ownership? If you walk into the relationship looking for you, these opportunities will manifest themselves for you to course correct. But you don't want to course correct because you've been taught that somebody else is the problem. You want to break out of your inner BS? Learn how to challenge yourself in everything that you do. How often do you take shortcuts on important tasks? Hmm? How often do you take time to just sit and reflect in your space? How often do you take time to hit the reset button? How often 
do you have personal letting go sessions? What, Zoe? Yes. A personal letting go session. Maybe you add a journal to it. And you journal on the things that need to be released. And you begin to build a session out by yourself that says, these are my intentions to release, or this is my intention to release these things that I've held on to for far too long. To release these things that have slowed me down in terms of my glow up, in terms of my grow up. Men, you're more than your word. Yes, your word is bond. But if, you, if you're a work in progress, what you declare is bound to fall short sometimes. Men put an impossible standard on themselves. Oh, my word is bond. Okay, I get it. I get the word magic. I get it. But if you're a work in progress and you're constantly working on yourself, you may declare something in one part of the year that in another part of the year may no longer be in alignment with you. And if you're a man, you step up and you say, what I said then does not apply now. Now, the opposite side of that is, can you be with somebody who does that? Can you be with somebody who will tell you the truth? Things have changed. <sighs> ah, any proposition containing the word is creates a linguistic structural confusion which will inevitably give birth to serious fallacies. I don't, I don't know if they're ready for this, man. Any, I, I'm going to go to, I'm, when I come forward, I'm going to break this quote down. But I got to read it one more time. Any proposition containing the word is creates a linguistic structural confusion which will eventually give birth to serious fallacies reasons the reasons that we're here the reasons that we fear our feelings won't disappear disappear you're listening to the voice of reason with zoe williams on kbla talk 1580 more of the voice of reason with zoe williams right now on kbla talk 1580 I've said sorry over a thousand times. Mary Is Jane! There anything to say to you to help you try your eyes? Oh, that's. I would make it all better that's if Brandy. I could. I hope you realize. Man, I pick all the songs myself. I cry when you cry. What is it? We I only human? When you hurt, I make human. mistakes. Yeah. Come on, Brandy. Man, I love Brandy. Super talented sister. So when I came forward, or I, 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 you know, I've come full circle after coming forward. And I was breaking down this Alfred Korzybski 
quote. Alfred Korzybski was a semanticist. He dealt with language. He said any proposition containing the word is creates a linguistic structural confusion which will eventually give birth to serious fallacies. Alfred Korzybski. Do you know what that means? Scientists, quantum, quantum mechanics took this principle. And they created a language called E prime, English without is or to be. Why? Because at the fundamental reality, level of reality, they recognized they couldn't tell you what anything is or was. They couldn't tell you something is this or it is that. Because at the fundamental level of reality, it's all one. So any proposition containing the word is or are or to be, right, creates a linguistic structural confusion which will inevitably give birth to serious fallacies. How many times in your relationship somebody told you what you were, told you what you thought, told you who you are, told you how you are the problem, told you how you failed. You don't have a direct act. You don't have direct access to my reality as I don't have direct access to yours. But you're going to tell me who I am. No. Getting your ish together is your process. And I'm here to tell you language is limited and there is an unlimited power within you that is capable of creating whatever you desire. You just got to get organized about it. Find out what stresses you out. Create a priorities list. Right? You, you got to do that. Study yourself. How addicted are you to... <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. How addicted are you to social media? How often do you check your emails, right? Ask yourself, how, how much time you spend playing video games? How much time are you on Instagram or TikTok? See where the fat is in your calendar. How much time you waste, right? How much time do you waste with people that don't encourage you or lift you up? You want to get your ish together? You got to cut out the fat. Ask yourself these questions. What gives your life meaning? What brings you joy? What brings you grief? Right? Oh, man. What gifts do you bring to the world? How it... Listen to this one, man. How is life calling you? What is... Have you heard life's voice? How is life calling you? Oh, Lord. Where or, or why does the word, uh, the world need your gifts? How do you want to make others feel? What will be memorable about you? What do you wish you had more time to do? 
And I'm going to tell you right now, somebody on the sideline while you asking yourself these tough questions is nothing but a distraction. I started the conversation. You finish it. Danny Morrison and, of course, Robin Ayers coming up next to keep the bonfire going. I'll see you all tomorrow. Deuces. Staring in the mirror and the strangers looking back What are you afraid of, girl? The future or the past If you want to see inside of me, all you have to do is ask I cry when you cry I hurt when you hurt I've made mistakes But I can't turn my time I'm only human KBLA 1580 Santa Monica